0: I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things it was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Hey podcast listeners. If you happen to have a strong willed kid who is kind of pushing every one of your buttons lately, I have a resource for you. I made you guys a free guide where you're going to get some tools and tips and strategies to quickly get on the road to creating a happier household. I know you're pulling your hair out. I wanted to make you something so you could start getting some quick wins and building some momentum. So if you want to grab your copy, just go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Well, hi, guys. I want to talk to you this week about something I'm calling the lesson from the balloon moment. So, we all are human, and Obviously, we don't live in a vacuum. We're pack animals. We're meant to be a member of community. We have this primal sense of belonging. We go with other people. Um, Even those of us or those people who you hear being like, I don't don't give a crap what other people think about me. I'm going to do my own thing. And I, you know what? I'm antisocial. I don't need anyone. Like, that's always coming from a place of insecurity and um and some kind of hurt like it feels too vulnerable to admit that you need other people or that you care about what other people think of you because the truth of the matter is so often so many of us are operating from what are they going to think and one of the biggest triggers i think for other people's judgment and how it affects us is when it comes to our kids like no one wants to be that parent in the restaurant who all the other diners are whispering and pointing and saying like whose kids act like that I would never let you have let you guys act like that or you know when the grandparents are around like we get so caught up in other people's opinions and I just want y'all to know we we all do it if we're being really honest um it's just truthful when you admit it. And when you know what's going on and you're on to yourself, you know, a big part of mastermind parenting and mastering your own mind is self awareness and just being on to yourself and not pretending that you don't care what other people think and you're not affected by what other people think. And when your kids are having a moment, um, that it doesn't affect you and it doesn't change your day and you don't get all wrapped up in what are all the other people going to think so I um want to talk about the balloon moment because there was a situation and um and you know I'm not in little kid mode a lot anymore because my kids are older 12 17 and 20 soon to be 13, 17, and 21. I'm about to have a 21-year-old young man. Yeah, that's a whole, I'm sure that'll be a whole other topic. Um, But I was at the park. I had the pleasure of having my baby niece for the weekend, and she's three. And I went and met another mom, a mom in my mastermind group, um, with her two... She has three little boys, but it, her, one of them's a baby. So it was just the two older ones, a four and a three-year-old at the park. And we were at the park, and the kids were playing, and she and I were talking and hanging out. And I was having all kinds of awesome, nostalgic moments. And I, you know, I am so curious about other people. And I love being around little kids. And I especially love seeing you know just noticing their behaviors and at three and at four like they're so transparent and because I've been studying this stuff for you know over 20 years it's just amazing to me when I see the behaviors in action and their little brains in action and I can tell what they're processing and it's also very cool because I'm not the mom that is so wrapped up because I'm the aunt now. And so um so I can really kind of be that watcher. I can be the observer. I can notice. I can be like I can think so clearly. It's very little that's gonna trigger me. And so it's real easy for me to be like, this is a tool that needs to work here and here I'm gonna offer two positive choices and she's behaving this way because something's not making sense to her brain. Like I, I can, I can step outside and use those tools. And so to be there with another one of my mastermind my moms, it was super fun. Cause I had three of these little people to observe and notice and, and to kind of prompt her, try this, you know, she's been with me for a long time. So there's a lot of trust and, um, I could be like, yeah, let's try this and let's try that. So while we're at the park there's this little covered gazebo at the park and it was a gorgeous day and there was a mom and she was um there was a family and they were throwing a birthday party it was a saturday and they were throwing a birthday party so this is a public park you know anybody can throw a birthday party um so our kids were all kind of looking on as the birthday party festivities happened and they were playing and doing their things but they were noticing you know, and you're a kid, you don't totally understand. Like, here's a birthday party. Oh, those people over there are having cake. And yeah, we're not eating the cake. Like none of them said, can we go have a cupcake or anything like that? But once the party kind of disseminated and was over, um, my friend's little boy, her younger little boy. So her three-year-old who's almost just a tiny bit older than my three-year-old niece he's three and a half year old years old he saw that the party was kind of over and there was these red balloons the decorations and they were around and he looked and he said mommy can I have a red balloon and the problem was in my in my master my mom's mind was well those aren't those were balloons for the party and we weren't guests at the party. Like we're just random park goers. Like we're not really entitled to those balloons. And so that's what she, you know, was kind of going into. That's what you would typically say, you know, no, those balloons don't belong to us. And I kind of looked at her and he said, but I want one of those balloons. And she's like, yeah, well, that party wasn't for us. And those balloons go with the party. And so those balloons aren't for us. And I said, I said, why, why can't he have a balloon? And she kind of is like looking at me like, don't make this harder on me than <laughs> it already is. Um, and it, and the reason is, is that we go to the future, right? Like we don't want to teach our kids that lesson that they can just walk around the world thinking they're entitled to just taking stuff whenever they feel like it. Even when they're not invited to the party, They're what, they're going to be like the Wedding Crashers, which is a hilarious movie. Maybe they are going to be the Wedding Crashers, but you know, we go to that future place and that's what I call dirty pain. Like when we find ourselves making decisions based on if I do it this time, then in the future, it could go this way. I'll be teaching my kid the wrong lesson. They'll be entitled, blah, 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 blah. That's dirty pain, okay? And in the future, he's not gonna be three and a half. In the future, he's gonna have a different level of understanding. In the future, he's gonna understand more about social norms right now at three and a half he was pretty good he didn't ask if he could go take part in the cupcake he didn't ask if he could go you know take a whack at the pinata he just noticed the party was over and there happened to be some balloons around and balloons are pretty awesome right so um so it's pretty black and white at his stage of development he's just like seems like there's some balloons i would love one and when we stand on ceremony because we don't want to be setting the precedent of creating those entitled kids in the future is is it teaching our kids something important or are we teaching our kids what if we what if we said huh you want a balloon the party's over it does look like they have some extra balloons like it does never hurt to ask we could ask the worst case scenarios is she may say no we're taking those balloons home, right? So the worst thing that can happen is that somebody will say no, and you'll feel disappointed, maybe a little embarrassed, right? Like, that's it. And really, if we get really honest, the worst case scenario is, maybe the other mom's like, huh, this is weird, this is a little ballsy. You know, your kid wasn't invited to the party, and you're the kind of mom that comes and brings your kid to ask for stuff, at a party that they weren't invited to so maybe the worst case scenario in our mind is some judgment from this mom that we don't know right but really are we going to put that judgment just like are we going to put the judgment of the other restaurant goers and i'm not advocating to let your kids go into restaurants and wreak havoc at all but when we get all caught up in what all these strangers are going to think of us and judge us do we put the needs Of those strangers and their opinion of us before the needs of our children and the stage of development our children are in just take that in for a second okay because at three and a half he's very much in the present moment he was patient he waited till the party was over there seems to be extra balloons he loves balloons and they happen to be red we all love a red balloon and I love that famous quote by Wayne Gretzky, who says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So what's the worst case scenario? We teach our kids at a very young age to go for the shot and to be willing to handle the misses, to be willing to handle the disappointment. If that mom were to say no, and then we have a disappointed kid, and we go and we give them empathy and we're like, you love the red balloon. It seemed like there was extras, you really wanted it. You were hoping she would say yes. That's why, and you know what? You went and asked, it never hurts to ask. And she said, no, they have another party later and they're, they're gonna save these balloons to decorate that party too. And so she said, no, and you're really disappointed right now. You're sad, right? So then the worst case scenario is you went for the shot You're disappointed now and we're going to lean into the disappointment and I'm going to teach you at the age of three and a half that you don't have to be scared of negative emotions and if you learn to lean into them, it actually takes 90 seconds for them to move through you versus most of us who got the memo, we're not supposed to feel negative emotions. We do everything possible to avoid negative emotions. That's why we do all the overs, over shopping, over eating, over drinking, over pill popping, over smoking, over everything to avoid the negative emotions, which half of life is negative emotions. So we're always just pushing those negative emotions away and ultimately making them last longer. So what if at three and a half, we teach our kid the message. We put our ego aside of what this other stranger mom is gonna think of us. We go up, we teach our kid to go for the shot. Worst case scenario, the lady says no. And we teach our kid how to process negative emotions, okay? So, like, like, what is the big deal about asking for the balloon? Is it truly mortifying? And if you want to say yes, why don't you put yourself in the other mom's shoes? If you threw a birthday party at a public park, you didn't even have to pay to rent that park. Total, like... Birthday party on the cheap that didn't have to happen at your house. Kids ran amok, clean up quickly, out. Like that mom's already in a win-win situation. And if you were in her shoes and some three-and-a-half-year-old kid who was a park goer came up after the party and said, could I please have a balloon? Would you be judging that other mom? Or would you be like, absolutely, it is my pleasure and get to experience the pleasure of, Handing a balloon to a child playing in the park and seeing a smile on their face, like really, put it in perspective, right? I mean, a, an adorable oh, and when her little three and a half year- old boy walks up to ask for the balloon, my niece went up with him, holding his hand, right and and holding his hand. Of course, it turned into. Then my niece wanted a balloon. Then the four-year-old brother wanted a balloon. Then the four-year-old brother didn't want us to tie the balloon around his wrist. Then the four-year-old brother let go of the balloon accidentally. Then the balloon floated away. And it was like that old 1970s movie, The Little Red Balloon. And he started freaking out. It was like, you know, of course it became a calamity of events. And um, exactly what my mastermind my mom was wanting to avoid, right? Right. Um, What if they all ask? What if I'm going to look uncouth? What's she going to think of me? This is just asking for a whole thing. Right. And it was all good. There were so many learning opportunities here. We taught, you know, all the kids got to see the four year old disappointed and 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 move through the disappointment. And then we showed a clip of that Little Red Balloon from 1970. So then we had a little nostalgia and some random parent was like, Oh my God, The Little Red Balloon, I watch that every year in school. And then I started bonding with them over it. And then we taught all the kids that they could be like Wayne Gretzky and go for the shot. And we gave the other mom who threw the party an opportunity to put smiles on three kids faces. And we got to experience, experience holding the kids hands. And teaching them to have courage and go ask for something. Because of course, her, the three and a half year old little boy, at first he looked at his mommy and he says, you ask for it. And we said, no, if you want the balloon, you ask for it. And then my niece, Isabel, said, um, she was kind of looking at him. And I said, Isabel, do you want to go with Max and help him? And she said, yeah. So then they got to support each other. They didn't need to have the mommies going and doing everything. They got to be all independent and empowered. Like us leaning in to who knows what's going to happen, will we be judged, having the courage to lean into all that uncertainty. I think it was just a powerful and amazing lesson. And it lasted all of maybe, I don't know, 12 minutes, all of this stuff going down. But see, when we're scared to face these moments and we're constantly trying to keep any possibility of a negative emotion coming, coming into our realm at bay, Like we miss these beautiful moments. These are all the beautiful character defining moments for us and our kids. So, you know, I want to say, ask yourself, will I be the mom who teaches her kid to go for the shot? Will I be the mom who's willing to lean into the uncertainty, to lean into Somebody else, some stranger's judgment of me, letting them judge me, letting them be wrong, not knowing what the outcome will be, right? Like which parent do you want to be? That's my question for you. Have a fabulous week. Hey, podcast listeners. If you identify with having a strong-willed kid and you're ready to start taking action because enough is enough. It's enough walking around on eggshells constantly and getting all those mumbled one-word answers based on their irritable mood every day in the car after school,
0: go ahead and download the free resource that I made for you to start taking action immediately and creating a happier household. It's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide to start taking action today.